0: Okay, let's go.
1: Today, we'd like I would like to welcome to the podcast, Jordan Pendleton. So you've got this long name. It's Pendleton. <laughs> it's Pendleton. Okay. Yes.
0: Now it's Pendleton.
1: <laughs> After spending many years as a financial planner and then two years running her own business as a money mindset coach, which I want to talk about, Jordan began to, be, began to realize that most of the business owners and leaders she was working with did not know or truly connect with why they were doing what they were doing. Most importantly, she continued to run into the same problem herself. Her business and life felt transactional and compartmentalized. Y'all in your big words, trying to, make <laughs> me laugh. Trying to throw you away. Yeah, I know. And not nearly as purposeful or meaningful as she was desiring to be. Jordan attended the workshop with Revenue Tribe, Nora. Nora is the owner and she was on the podcast three or four episodes ago. Um, called the unique contribution workshop three years ago that changed the direction of her life and to truly began to understand who she is, why she is here, what ultimately stops her from what she wants and the impact she is called to make in the world. Longest bio ever. I love it. <laughs> now Jordan is on board with Revenue Tribe full time. That's awesome. And is passionate about inspiring leaders and business owners to slow down to really know themselves better and own who they are so they can become the best version of themselves and make the impact they were created for in all areas of life. Thank you for yeah. coming. <laughs> I love that video. I couldn't I was going to cut it down, but then I really loved it and I was like, hmm, I like it. We'll just go with it. Making me, <laughs> it's making me talk out loud, read out loud. <laughs> I was I'm like, really I need get to get you going today. On I know. Um, so, my first question is always the same What was your first job?
0: My first job was, I, well, I think I was 16, I worked as a gymnastics coach over at South Suburban Rec oh, Center, really? actually. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, like every summer I would go, and then I would teach a couple classes like throughout the school year, too. That's really great. So Jordan
1: actually grew up right in our neighborhood, so we were yeah. just reminiscing about the schools and where everything is, and my husband also grew up here, so...
0: Yes, all the flashbacks. All All of the middle school and high school stuff coming (laughs) back up. Everything looks the same, right? It does. (laughs) So how did you get started
1: with financial planning?
0: Yeah, in college I studied corporate finance, Mm -hmm. and so I got my degree in finance and economics and international business. It's kind of like a... Type A overachiever type of Definitely. girl in it a does high school. Sound a little <laughs> overachieving, um, yeah. You know, just throw a couple more things on there. <laughs> but I slowly started to realize that the track that they were preparing me for in college was the corporate route of going and basically being an analyst and sitting in a desk at a cute like in a cubicle at a desk and just cranking away from eight to five, and mm-hmm. that like freaked me out. And so I. Started to look for sales and marketing jobs and came across this uh, just an ad in our, you know, at the CU Boulder uh, Business School, like thing that said, Oh, do you like working with people and do you want to make it an impact on their lives and have make as much money as you want? <laughs> Who doesn't answer yes to all those questions? So I was Good. just like, Check, check, check. <laughs> it was a marketing internship and it was for a financial planner. So I started. Uh, the last six months of college I started working with her and she was just moving from Phoenix and I helped her grow her business. So I was doing a lot of cold calling and filling seminars and doing all this stuff but then I slowly realized that I actually really liked it and um, that that blend of the marketing and sales with the financial knowledge and expertise and the ability to Uh, work with people. Mm -hmm. Like, that was my biggest thing was, like, I want to talk to people. I've never been just a a shut-me-in-a-closet kind of person. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's how it all, that's how it all started. It's interesting to me
1: that you knew, like, right off the bat, that you're like, I do not want to sit at a desk from nine to five. Like, that just sounded horrible to you.
0: Yeah, I, all my jobs were, like, gymnastics coach, Mm -hmm. I worked for a cater, doing catering, Mm -hmm. um, it was always, like, up and out and moving around and talking to people, and mm-hmm. and that human interaction is where I get most of my, I just like to study people and, like, learn more about humans, so the thought of, like, interacting with a computer 24-7, like, I still limit my computer time to, like, three hours a day, because yeah. it just doesn't serve me well,
1: so. I totally understand that. I think it's really interesting, because I did all those things. I did catering, I did, um, like, bar cart, I did you know, waitressing, I did like, you know, one-to-one people interaction stuff. And then I ended up at a desk and I very, like, it took me a while to realize that that wasn't the thing that like gave me energy. And I think a lot of people don't like, they don't realize, you know, how long, you know, how much the people interaction and the actually helping and impacting people is what helps them or is what, you know, fires them up. So yeah sitting behind the desk doing data entry my worst yeah. job was I literally was supposed to just sit in a cubicle and do data entry and I'm like I can't help anybody <laughs> nobody just staring Not at the people around me. I don't know Not the okay
0: no <laughs> I'm out yeah and and I kind of ended up doing a bit of that as in financial planning, but I think it's really important to look at and like be real with yourself about what gives you energy and mm-hmm. what shuts you down because it's there for a reason. It's there to like tell you something about like what fires you up, like is like where you should lean into yep. and, and press into and so I think we can like ignore those internal signals of like when things aren't quite right or aligned with who we are. Yes. And so listen to that. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that.
1: So you left financial planning. Yes. Why did you leave?
0: Um, I, you know, the type A overachiever Jordan <laughs> went full force into financial planning. I had all my licenses within like a couple of months after graduating. Wow, that's hard to do. Yeah, I got a couple while I was still in school, so I was already like selling and bringing on clients like while I was still in college, and then I was just running so hard and my whole life became about numbers and money and like getting the next client. And about three years in, I, I pulled my head up, like you like, you have to learn so much. Like the first two years, I feel yeah, like I, I, all I was doing was just like taking in all this information about how to be a financial planner mm-hmm. and grow a business at the same time. Mm-hmm. And about three years in, I I really hit a wall of I, I pulled, I finally had a moment to like pull my head up and get like out of the weeds. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was looking ahead at the career track mm-hmm. and seeing, um, you know, looking up to, to mentors and people around me in the career. And I just, I was not excited. Like I wasn't excited about where the path was going to lead me. And mm-hmm. I still wholeheartedly believe in financial planning mm-hmm. and that, that like, strategy and tactic and planning yeah. is, like, so important, it's but true. there was something off for me, and I spent about a year, like, really toward, like, at the last year of it just soul-searching and trying to figure out, like, who am I? Like, I just got, I lost myself yeah. in the pursuit of, um, you know, wanting to win awards and trips, and, like, I did all that stuff, and yet there was still something missing, and I, I couldn't put my finger on it, mm-hmm. and, Um, I mean, now in hindsight, I understand what happened It's just like, I gave up so much of who I was Mm -hmm. to work 80 hours a week grinding. And like, I lost connection with my family and my now husband and I like had broken up and just like things were, everything just seemed to be kind of like falling apart around me and I wasn't connected to anything. Mm -hmm. And I was literally like a robot. Like I was just going through the motions of life Mm -hmm. and exhausted and directionless. And so finally just, like, it's like, maybe I'm not supposed to be, like, forcing this anymore, and Mm -hmm. I need to take a break from it and step away, and, and at the time, I didn't know if I would ever go back, um, haven't yet, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, I think it was just an important time, I feel like it was, like, a quarter-life crisis (laughs) at, like, 25, it was just, like, kept ramming my head into a wall, like, nothing was working, I was in three to five, and trying all the strategies and the tactics and nothing was working and I just was not like fulfilled in life mm-hmm. and I don't really like doing things if I'm not like excited about it. Most people don't. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I was like hey, I'm just done forcing this.
1: So so you left financial planning
0: and what was the next step? Um, so I started I, I got this idea like in the middle of the night I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do beyond financial planning I just know I can't stay here anymore like my values aren't necessarily aligning with Mm -hmm. the company that I'm at. So regardless, like I need to get out, like I need to get out and get some space to breathe. And then one night in the middle of the night, I just woke up with this idea of, um, going and helping millennials, uh, do like financial education courses for millennials, (laughs) like take the information that I had learned and Mm -hmm. like go, help people. So I started a course called millennial financial bootcamp and I just started like enrolling people in like getting them to know more about money. And I had, um, I just started working one-on-one with people that were not necessarily looking for the whole planning aspect of, Mm -hmm. you know, running, you know, college projections and retirement planning and all that stuff. But they were just kind of struggling with the day-to-days of day-to-day of money and nobody was really filling that gap. So, um, just started like tactically, like all right, let's talk about it, and mm-hmm. I created a process. And the more and more I dug into that, the more I started to see that it was not so much a tactic and strategy issue. Mm-hmm. Like that was like twenty percent, mm-hmm. and but eighty percent was actually how people were thinking and feeling, and like what they were believing about money and like how it worked. and And so then I, about six months into that business, really shifted into being a, a money mindset coach and mm-hmm. just saw the shift, like, for going to the actual, like, root of the problem, um, instead of just going to budgeting and the numbers, because it's, like, rarely actually the numbers, and the money that's the problem, it's, it's, like, five steps before that, Mm -hmm. so I was kind of trying to dial it back and, and to understanding mindset and how that impacts money.
1: So belief has, so belief has the impact, so people's values and beliefs about money really kind of impacts how they live their life
0: values beliefs and identity I mean Mm -hmm. identity about and about ourselves too like that's like the bottom level of like who do you like who do you think who who are you in your own head like and is that congruent with what you're trying to do (laughs) externally right and if that doesn't align and usually that's set in place like at a very young age like eight to twelve like, your identity really starts to get formed, and then it gets re, re-informed over mm-hmm. the span of your life, but if you grew up um, in, a, in a not great household that wasn't good at managing money, or you grew up in poverty, mm-hmm. that poverty mindset, like, and that your identity gets very wrapped up in that, so it's, it's beliefs is is one layer, is it a layer above that of, like, then how how, what do you actually believing about money. Mm-hmm. And how do we actually like re- rewind <laughs> and figure We're out that? Yeah. That's really cool.
1: So what obstacles do you find with doing the money mind- mindset coaching? You know, people have, do people have a hard time digging into those beliefs a lot of the time, do you think?
0: Yeah. Is that um, the biggest obstacle. yeah, I think it's just like exposes a lot of, because how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And so just because we're, you know, starting, when I was just starting with, like, the money part of it, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean there's not going to be other stuff that comes up, too. A lot of times, like, um, I worked with a lot of couples, and their their limiting beliefs about money really triggered a lot of other things outside of just their financial situation as well. Like, it's usually just something so much bigger and so it's hard to get there Mm -hmm. like all the way to the bottom of it with people um, especially if they're not willing or want to a lot of like we're just kind of like trained as Americans that there's a strategy and there's a tactic and very Mm -hmm. like left brain Mm -hmm. operation this is very much going into right brain (laughs) and going you've tried all the tactics and strategy and you keep running into the same wall so Mm -hmm. we got to kind of rewind it a little bit and and see what's actually going on. And that's not always easy. <laughs>
1: right, because the beliefs inform the actions, right?
0: Yeah. So you're
1: finding, you know, people are like, I would like a budget. And you're like, but how do you feel about money? And they're like, but I'm just here for a budget.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had to, like, really get clear on my questions, like, before I actually let people come work with me, mm-hmm. um, or before I actually onboarded mm-hmm. clients, because process. I had to, like, I you learn through, you Mm. know, doing it with people that aren't quite open to the process. And it's just like, well, I, it's not really worth you paying me money to be your coach if you're not going to be willing to go into it. So,
1: so how did that, so, um, so in that work, you went back to Revenue Tribe, right? Were you sending your clients to Revenue Tribe to try to get their Mm -hmm. wives, wives, and beliefs figured out? Talk about that process for me.
0: Yeah, I kept, it kept like circulating around a very similar theme mm-hmm. um that kept me always going they need to go do <laughs> they really need to go do the unique contribution workshop because like you you've done it mm-hmm. like that that one core belief informs so many different aspects of mm-hmm. our lives Absolutely. and like my own process wasn't as powerful as that and like quite as straight to the point of mm-hmm. getting to the root of the issue, mm-hmm. um, and so I found that I was sending more people there than I was um, actually retaining as clients. I'm like you gotta go, you gotta go do this you first, go and then we can talk. First, right. um, but through that, I I've always been interested in so many other aspects of life. Like just like life in general has always fascinated me, mm-hmm. and so just being in the confines of just like how it impacts money felt restrictive to me mm-hmm. because I want to talk about your health and your spiritual, spiritual life and your relationships and like mm-hmm. everything impacts everything. Like we are a whole human. Yeah. We are not just like a financial statement or <laughs> right. our That's weight right. or right. our diet or our budget or like we're not just those things. Like mm-hmm. there's so much that makes up who we are mm-hmm. and I was also seeing that people couldn't get to why they even wanted money. I'm like, why do you want money? <laughs> like, if you don't, like we were saying, if you're not excited about it or if you're not, like, pumped up, like, so many people, myself, like, myself included in the past, just going to work, go, to go to work, to have money, to have money, to, like, with real, really no direction of, well, money is meant to be a fuel to life, not mm-hmm. the driver of life. Mm-hmm. Like, so many of us let money sit in the driver's seat, money mm-hmm. or success or mm-hmm. wealth or whatever that means, like sit in the driver's seat instead of us mm-hmm. like driving the car and letting money be the gas. Like mm-hmm. money's just the gas to the car. Right. It's just and, energy.
1: It's an energy exchange. I say that all the time. Money's an energy exchange. Yeah. Uh, you're exchanging, I'm exchanging money for whatever you're giving me. You know, whether it's something we created or something we're creating or, you know, what that looks like, but it's an energy exchange. Correct. And I think when you think of it that way, just like you're like, it's the gas, it's the energy. If you think about it that way, then it's less daunting, I think, a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. And anytime you're leading with, well, it's just to make more money. Like, you're going to end up in the same place, you know, five years down the line. (laughs) You're going to run the same lap and, like what's going on? (laughs) Why am I here? But like, and even when I was making a lot of money as a financial planner being young and having all these clients and stuff, I was spending more because I was so unfulfilled that then money was just like flying out of my hands and I was ending up in debt. I'm like, how am I, do I have a six figure job and I'm still ending up in debt? It's because like it was always trying to like fill this void that I couldn't quite put my finger on of like actually being fulfilled and joyful in life. And I was so far from it
1: because really just chasing
0: all the wrong things.
1: Oh, it's really interesting. So you are now full-time at Revenue Tribe? Yeah. Awesome. Um, and what is your role there?
0: My role, uh, it's a small business, so it's, you know, oh, it's we're a lot ahead. <laughs> um, I would say my specialty is still In the sales and marketing realm, Mm -hmm. um, I love figuring out how to connect people to what they're needing, like finding where they're at and helping them connect to to what they're needing. So helping develop the program of like how people actually move through our process, because it's like hard to actually articulate what it is until you go through it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so actually, yeah, like kind of backing into it and figuring out how to like slowly give people access to what it is that we do in the workshop before they invest. Um, so figuring out kind of the top of the pipeline, Mm -hmm. um, that's my, that's my favorite Mm -hmm. part of And your processes
1: and systems too, like me. (laughs)
0: like,
1: what is the process? Yeah. (laughs) How do we move people through?
0: Yeah. Product and, and pro, I I mean, I have a bit of, uh, like I like all all the pieces of Mm -hmm. it, but I saw like, okay, we need to. There wasn't, like, a, a structure, so I was, I've been helping with that, and then also just um, having my own clients, um, taking them through the process, and working, uh, doing our group workshops as well. Facilitating. Yeah. What is your favorite
1: workshop right now to facilitate?
0: Oh, gosh. We have a new, uh, our new one that goes beyond um, the unique contribution workshop called Unique, Ma- unique Contribution Maximized. mm it is phenomenal. (laughs) Like we're like very clear and all like unique contribution is like the awakening of like what's possible, Mm -hmm. how your brain is really working and how it interacts with things and, and where you get stopped and where, what you want most. It's like the awareness gets raised. And then this is like the activation place of like, now how do you actually bring that into your business, into how you articulate the, the contribution that you bring to the world and, and so that everything's like integrated That's instead so awesome. of so like siloed. <laughs> so I love it. it's, it's really incredible.
1: Um, and so what is that helping people do? It's helping them implement just very tactically.
0: Yeah. It's like a deep it's a deep dive of the base workshop and then. Well also we had to prepare, like it, it got us all the way up to where we had to prepare a speech about like, basically who who we are and not just like the kind of typical business like here's why I do like mm-hmm. the V and I pitch yeah this you is know it's this is why I do what I do like the heart behind why like really why mm-hmm. like through your story is it. That, like your place of pain and your place, like Nora talked about, like your mm-hmm. place of pain and your place of blessing. Like, what does that mean for you, and how's that shaped your contribution, and what is your contribution?
1: I love that. Awesome. Um, so, what's next for Re- for Revenue Tribe?
0: Right now, it's uh, we have so many people wanting to now facilitate the work. So now we're figuring we're we've got like the whole kind of start to finish thing mm-hmm. figured out, and so now That's it's. Awesome. Um, just working that and allowing that to work, work for us, mm-hmm. and to kind of work out the kinks in between. You know, once you yes. start doing stuff, you realize, okay, that needs to shift, and this needs to shift, and how do we say that better? And we're, right. <laughs> do we give this presentation more often, and so that um, expansion within like the current system. But then a little bit further down the line is like, how do we take this wider and? empower leaders to either facilitate it or to um, grow their community Mm -hmm. and connect authentically with their community. So that's a huge...
1: That's awesome. I know you and I last time we talked, it was about, like, how do we bring this to the masses? Like, how do we create the funnel and then create something that can facilitate, you know, outside of Colorado? Yeah. Yeah, Which is huge, which will be huge, um, because people need to know their why and why they're doing things.
0: Yeah, I know. We were, like, go through everybody says know your why and lead from your why and like, like how do you but get ha- there yeah that's <laughs> I where I was always was fell like,
1: short I was always just like okay well we can do the thing like I've done many why workshops or you know sat down with people and did my why but I was always just like okay whatever and then yeah. we did I did you know any contribution I just cried the whole time yeah I think we're closer now you
0: know yeah sometimes you gotta like crack it open it's yeah. not just like a surface level answer like yeah. it goes so much deeper than <laughs> we ever think that it would yeah
1: and we're afraid of that a lot of the time um, I was so exhausted after those two days I was like I'm just gonna sleep <laughs> yeah it <laughs> was a lot of work you know it's a lot of emotional work
0: it is yeah it is deep diving and seeing kind of where you where you came from and yep. where you awesome. want to go and so you guys are doing uh, monthly
1: workshops now The power
0: of purpose. Um. Yes, the power of your purpose. So, coffee and convos is just our authentic community community that we are building. That's just come have a cup of coffee. Let's stay in the conversation of purpose and meaning. And um, then power of your purpose is is once a month. And it yeah, it's a really awesome workshop. It's that kind of like essence of of the full workshop, but very like high high level view of what your purpose is. That's
1: awesome. Well, um, before I ask my last question, my last question, where's the easiest way to people for people to find you?
0: Um, I think Facebook right now. You've been doing a lot of live
1: videos and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, okay. So final question. Um, if you could have business owners focus on one thing, what would it be?
0: One thing. hmm. know you mm-hmm. like know who you are and I, I just don't think we're given a lot of tools to like know that and when you know better who you are and what matters to you the rest starts to fall into place those decisions around money and business and and things just start you know you know how to like funnel it down to what matters most to you and who you are and all of that,
1: I love to it. that That's authentic to answer Thank you for coming. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Yay. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast to be inspiring, helpful, and entertaining, please like and subscribe. This helps us grow the community and reach more people. If you're interested in learning more about this episode's guest or accessing any of the books or other resources mentioned in this episode be sure to check out the description box below. Until next time, be abundant.